Your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Battle Lines with the Watchman and Tower. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. On Warren Radio Battle Lines broadcast, we feature an in depth biblical study each week. And all correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR WARN Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. Be sure to follow the WIBR WARN Radio on Twitter using hashtag WatchmanIS216 and hashtag WARN Radio. On LinkedIn, use hashtag watchman and join us on USA.life and MeWe with hashtag Warn Radio. Warn Radio is also on some new social sites, Parlor, Clout Club, and Gab. And you can listen to our shows through the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, Tune in, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. You can also listen and download the shows by going to warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. Please take time to read the pertinent articles by the Watchmen. They're inspired, they're anointed, and they apply to this last day that we're living in. And this week we feature America's Last Stand of Crisis Opportunity. America's Last Stand. What most Americans see as a crisis, these enemies of the state see it as an opportunity. For the uneducated in destroying any society, the reality comes at you quickly. Also, American Foundation, the truth for America. From the division in America on the June, on this June of 2020, there are varied opinions. What is our foundation? Is there hope for this nation? Also, last days, ever learning but not knowing the truth. Wisdom of this world. Knowledge and always learning doesn't mean you really know the truth. And now I invite the watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also 
follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to a Friday morning. And uh, sound the shofar. We start a new study this week. Secrets of God and Men. Unfortunately, in the midst of this, you have... Uh, <clears throat> dark hearts but you also have the ability to change those hearts and the mystery of the revelation of God there's a lot of things and even as we discuss the secrets by no means do we know all the secrets Even if men were to ferret out everything in the Bible that they think they could, went back to the original Hebrews, counted the numbers, did everything that they could do, they still would not touch on the depth of God. Just the way it is. You know, it's always been the secret counsels, the hidden mysteries, and the own, own unknown that have drawn people from the beginning. I mean, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, people are interested in. You can never know it all. However, in all of this, you know, we we do think of those hidden things like the Indiana Jones type experience. But there's many things laid out in scripture that we talk about that are secrets. Paul openly talks about secrets. And, of course, we, as a people or humans, are drawn to those things. One of the first places when we're looking at secrets, we go to Deuteronomy 25 through 29. Now, you see, we're getting in the part where Moses is speaking to the children of Israel. And he's referring back to um, the fact that Israel had sinned against God and God was going to get rid of them and create a new people from Moses. <laughs> but Moses interceded for Israel. And so in verse 25 he says... Then men shall say, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers, which he made with them, when he brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, for they went and served other gods, 
and worshipped them, gods whom they knew not, whom he had not given unto them. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against this land to bring upon it all the curses that are written in this book. And the Lord uprooted uh, them out of their land in anger and in wrath and great indignation and cast them into another land as it is this day. Moses did from the beginning. Actually, it was the ending when he was... Uh, pretty much saying goodbye that he warned Israel of what would happen. But he finishes this in verse 29. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our, genera to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. And you will find today in the land of Israel, Jews, that are following the words of the law. And of course, many of them do not recognize the Messiah, Yahshua, Jesus. There's many that do. And of course, Paul gets into this later on, saying that Israel is blinded and as we get to the end of the times of the Gentiles, we're in the times of the Gentiles now. They won't fully uh, expire until the Messiah comes again. And then when you see the last greatest ruler defeated by the Lord God, then you're going to find out about that kingdom that we all hear about, that we know about. But see, the children of Israel have clung unto the secret things that God had revealed to them. Even Paul talks about some of those, the promises, the covenants, and everything the Gentiles knew nothing about. You know, it's very clear, we who are Jews by nature and not Gentiles, Paul says, there was a difference in there. But yet Paul appointed to the Gentiles, brought the gospel to them, because that part of the gospel that he was bringing was secret, was a secret thing revealed. But when we find secret things that are revealed, they belong unto the Lord God. But he has given them to us that we may avail ourselves of them and our children forever, for generation upon generation. Now, had the devil had known, truly known, about the Messiah and truly understood the nature of the redemption which God was doing through Christ. He would have never sent him to the cross or done anything. For that's exactly what he had to do. Even John gave a hint of it and of course the demons and devils were all around there because they would have been following him.
And he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. They should have known the Lamb of God refers to the Passover Lamb. And the fact that that Passover Lamb was the one that had the blood shed on the lintels of the doorposts and the death angel passed over and God was sending his son as that Passover lamb to take away the sins of men forever. Because the law specifically said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the soul that sinneth it shall die. And that's the problem. It's appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. But through Christ, when we put off this body of death, we now will live forever. We will have a new body and we will have hope because of Christ. The secret things. And that's been given to us. So for our generation upon generation until the coming of the Lord, we have a redemptive ability. We have hope. And God has commanded all men everywhere to repent, but we know that they won't. Why won't they? Because they love darkness more. You know, they love that darkness and the deeds of the darkness. You can find that in John 3.16, in that context, following John 3.16. So first of all, secret things belong unto the Lord. But there are those that are revealed, and when they're revealed, and they're given to us, they're ours. Until such time as Christ comes again. I like that. I like the fact that I know my children and grandchildren can have that, and no matter what the world does, and you have this battle in America politically and socially. You have the battle in the world physically where you have Christians slaughtered and killed and hunted down. You have the war between nations. There's all kinds of turmoil, but we have a secret. It's not always going to be that way. Now, in Daniel 2, 17 through 21, or 22, Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they would desire the mercies of God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Now that's something God had revealed to him. And of course it was, ba- it was Daniel who went to find out. Went to the king and inquired. Well, the king wanted a vision. The thing he dreamed, he wanted that interpreted. Well, he told his smart men that surrounded him, well, tell me the dream. They said, no, king, you tell us the dream, and then we'll tell you the the secret. Well, that wasn't good enough, because he wanted someone who could 
tell him the dream as well as the secret. And these men said, that's impossible. Nobody can do that. Well, guess what? There was. <laughs> Verse 19, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. <laughs> so Daniel learned it, and he went to the Lord God. I mean, he went to, uh, he can't, he's coming from the Lord God, you see. And he went to the king and told him, and he indeed. <laughs> it was because of that that nobody was going to die of the Hebrew children. God came through. Now remember, they were in Babylon because of judgment. God didn't send them there to die. He sent them Israel to learn a lesson. Now, yeah, some of them would get old and die before the 70 years would be up, but he would save the house of Judah for David's sake. Then it says, Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons, he removeth, removeth kings, sets up kings, and he giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge of them that know understanding. Now, you see, this is an important thing. You and I are going through this right now. See, because we're going to have an election. And we know beyond a shadow of a fact that there is cheating in elections. Now, see, Biden was worried about Trump cheating. But we know very well from the reports we got during Obama that there was areas that was voting for Obama that were cheating. And Obama and his minions didn't do anything about it. And we know very well, even today, there's those that are going to do that. In this next election, there's going to be cheating. We know cheating goes on, for instance, in Various parts of the world where they have elections. And they're electing a dictator. <laughs> well, he got elected again. Well, sure he got elected again. Because the people had to vote for him. Well, he doesn't have anybody follow uh, against him. Yeah, that's because nobody has enough courage. And in the end, they'd lose anyway and then get killed. But see, although we are really good at electing and finagling and causing trouble, the real thing is, is that God is the governor of the nations. He removes kings. He removes principalities and powers. He sets up kings. He will give wisdom unto the wise so they can rule and knowledge so they can know understanding and how to do what they're supposed to do. And that's what I wait for in this next election. We will wait and see what God will do. Yes, Trump's going and then Biden and he wants to get a radicalized uh, vice president along with him. There's a lot of them that are pushing him. Uh, you know, half the time you think the poor guy has Alzheimer's because he can't remember. And this is terrible for him, but they're pushing him anyway. He's got the election for the Democrats. They're planning on having him in there. Well, what happens if he can't work? 
well, he's going to be replaced and his vice president. So if he gets a real radical vice president in there and gets elected, yeah, you've got quite a change, don't you? But on the other hand, it could go the other way. Either way, whether it's America or any other, God is in charge. And there's times you ask yourself, well, why haven't you done something? Like, for instance, about the regime in North Korea. But see, God moves within a lot of those because even a pompous dictator can't stop the spread of the gospel. And even in North Korea... There are Christians, and they do have a church. Uh, I know of one. Because there are organizations working with that church. And working to get help into North Korea. It's an amazing process. How this works. But anyway, it doesn't stop at that. In verse 22, Daniel's on to say, He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. See, no secret, even in America, is a secret. It's God that reveals the deep and secret things that are righteous and redemptive. He knows what's in the darkness. That's why in John 3.16 you have two opposites in that context. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God has not sent his Son into the world to condemn the world but the world through him might be saved. And then if you keep on going in that you'll find out where the Lord where it says that they won't come to the light. Because they love the darkness. See, Christ knows what is in the darkness. He knows what's in men's hearts. So it doesn't surprise him about the plots of men in America or in China who sets themselves up against the God of gods himself or themselves. Because they've shut down every church they can, persecuted church. Uh, you know, the Christians over there as never before. God knows these things. He's not surprised. Read Psalm 2. He's not surprised. Why do people imagine vain or useless things? Why are the nations raging, especially today? Why are we in turmoil? Look at America. You're in turmoil. And a lot of them blames Trump. The guy just wants to make America great. He had uh, some of the greatest stats as far as putting blacks and minorities to work and uh, getting the economy and everything else taken care of. But then you had a whole series of things happen. We're in the last days. Well, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to trust God. Because God knows what's in the hearts of men. He knows who's in charge in America. He knows those who are his. 
And so while your flesh may postulate from hope to despair sometimes, God never varies. He knows. And he's in charge. And then when you look at what we do do in this country as far as some of the ridiculous sins that we say are okay to do, then you wonder why you have judgment. Why are we having the problems we're having? Really? Do you really need to know that? Can't you look around? Do, do you not know scripture? Do you not know the law of God? Do you not know what an abomination is? Well, we're the Gentiles. We're, you know, we've got Christ. We can do anything we want to. No, you can't. That's not even scriptural. Not even in the New Testament. Paul warned about doing the deeds of the flesh. He openly came out and said, Those that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Of course, he's addressing those who call themselves Christians. See, we get in our comfortable churches in America, which has a good economy and everything goes good, and we convince ourselves that we can do those things that we do, which are an abomination unto God, and even in the New Testament, under the blood of the covenant, they're abominations. You have to repent of them and turn from them. For he that soweth unto the flesh, Paul says, shall reap corruption. But he that walks in the Spirit will find life everlasting. Now one of the most popular ones, and that's Psalm 91. But when you follow this down, you have one verse. And it says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Secret. Secret things. In the Hebrew, a primitive root to hide by covering, literally or figuratively. Conceal, keep secret. So far, we find the secret things belong unto the Lord. And he revealeth the deep and secret things. Now we have the secret place of the Most High. The secret things context is that the, those secret things belong unto the Lord, but when he gives them to us, reveal to us, they're ours and to and our children forever and ever, as long as, you know, until the Lord comes. So the very first thing we find in Deuteronomy is the secret things belong to the Lord, but he's given us certain secret things, and they're ours. The second thing he says, he reveals the deeper, uh, deep uh, and secret things. He knows what's in the darkness. He knows what the light is. But he reveals these things. Now, in Daniel's case in this one, he had given the secret unto the king. And Daniel was the one 
that revealed it to him because God God revealed it to him and Daniel revealed it to the king. So we have the revelation in there telling you certain things that goes on, what you have to do, and then you have this. This has to do with safety. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And under the shadow of the Almighty is that place where he becomes your refuge and your fortress. And that's exactly what the psalmist says in Psalm 2. I mean Psalm 91 verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. That's that's the statement. He is my refuge, he is my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Because there's a lot of troubles in this old world. And you're going to need a secret place. He knows what's coming. He knows what has been. He knows what's in your heart. And when you have a heart full of fear, you cannot function as a disciple of Christ effectively. God has not given us that spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. We can have a sound mind. We can think soundly and correctly. We've been given a power to live above the world, the things of the world. It is here that we find ourselves. And today in the secret things, we find ourselves in a world that has secrets anyway. We have spies, we have secrets, we have government secrets. We have plots of men. We have evil. We have principalities and powers who are bent on destruction and taking over things. But see, it's God who reveals the secrets. He's the one that knows us. And we can dwell in the secret place of the Most High. But dwelling in the secret place means a place that you're going to be. It's not just a thing that you say, okay, I dwell. If you're going to dwell, you're dwelling. (laughs) You're living. You're in him. Well, I dwell in God, but I never pray. I never read the Bible. I don't give a hang about it, but You know, by golly, I know there's a God somewhere. Good luck with that. You got to go beyond that hyperbole and find the truth. And the truth sometimes is hard to bear for many people. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings uh, shall you trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Christ, 
when talking about that, says, Thy word is truth. Christ himself is the word incarnate, and he is truth. You know, it's really, you know, the Old Testament writers, when they're writing stuff, you can see the poetic. He will cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall you trust. When you're in an agrarian economy, and you're also raising animals, you know what that mother does to protect her kids. Now we've got a family of raccoons here. They like to visit in the middle of the night, early in the morning. And there's four cubs, I call them. Two of them are always together, meaning they're probably twins, came out pretty close the same, kind, same time. There's another one that follows close behind those other two, and then there's a fourth one. And he's always somewhere else. You can tell he's inquisitive. He's different than the others. I was standing outside when Mother was caught between her cubs. She was sitting there staring at me, not knowing what to do, because she didn't know whether I was going to do something and which ones to save or what to do. I moved back a little bit, and of course she felt comfortable, and she went ahead. Well, she had to go over to the other side of the fence and get the... There was two more on the other side because the one that's usually by himself must have coaxed the other one. Hey, come on, follow me. I got something neat. Well, at any rate, she finally got him over there with the others. And the other night I seen him again, and you might know, the three cubs was with, with mom and the fourth one was over here. We've got a night camera around here. And so it picks up everything. <laughs> you could see him. He was he was with him, but wasn't with him. See, you live in in a place where you have things. I mean, w we have a lot of animals around here. A lot of wild, wild coyotes. You can hear them howling at night, especially the cubs. We've got a lot of different kinds. And so when writing of the Lord, he affectionately uses, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. That's exactly where the birds would be. After mom feeds them, they get comfortable under her feathers and under her wings to be protected and kept warm. And even the Lord, when looking over Jerusalem and weeping over it, how oft would I have gathered you as a mother hen does her chicks. See that nurturing. These animals have a natural nurture. The mothers do. The fathers have a natural thing for father to protect, to help get the food, and to watch over the family. All animals have their different things in this particular regard, but it's inherent. Where do they find it? You know, birds go go north in the summer and south in the winter. Who tells them? 
<laughs> Nobody. God built it in. Another secret thing. He built it into them so they would know. See, and when you work the dirt and you work the animals and you get to know one of the most sensitive animals can be a horse. That's where the word horse whisperer first came in because horses can go by that. They they have that ability or that desire. They So when you have a human being and you nurture the horse in that relationship, that horse is your companion. The thing it follows in, it says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. Now see, all, all of these relate to what we see today. There is a terror by night. It can be pestilence. It can be COVID. It could be bird flu. It could be anything. It could be uh, terror in the form of radical Islamists or radical Hindus or radical animists as we've reported on. Christians getting killed for their faith, their families, their the, the wives, the mothers, the babies getting slaughtered. But see here we see a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Now this is interesting because the first thing you'll do is look at it and say, well then why are people dying? Very simple. When you get into the New Testament, you find Revelation 12:11, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. You have that ability. You have that ability to do those things. So we find here that in Revelation 12:11, there's something that supersedes some of this that tells us in these days there are going to be those that will die for their faith. The Lord himself even talked about that. Do not fear what men can do to you, but fear him who can destroy the body and the soul. Yea, fear him. He gave us instructions. Whoever confesses me before men, I'll confess him before the Father. Whoever denies me, I'll deny him before the Father. Whoever loses my sake, I mean, their life for my sake in the gospel will find it. Whoever saves, saves his life shall lose it. I mean, there's a lot of these things that we see. There, there is instructions. So you have to balance out Scripture with Scripture, confirming and understanding what the Word is saying. 
But see, even as we say that, we look in Hebrews, the hall of faith, and you can easily see there, and it tells you, there are those who stood on the promises and were delivered, and there were those who chose a better resurrection, it says, and they were martyred. We know in Revelation there's many that are under the throne. Souls, and this is in the seals. Revelation 6. They want to know when God is going to avenge the blood, and he tells them to sit there and wait until such time as the rest of those who are to be, to be killed should be accomplished. So in other words, when we're talking about the martyrs in the last days before the coming of the Lord, there's going to be a number of them, quite a number. There will be people that are dying, and they will be kept in a, in a special place But it also tells us that there's going to come a time when those who are to be killed will be completed and there will be no more martyrs. It will be done. But see, when you get into Psalm 91, though, if you went to war or if you were needing to be delivered, and especially there's a lot of pestilences out there, there's a lot of problems, and I like that phrase, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, there are pestilences that do walk in darkness. They sneak up on you at night when you're not expecting it, but also there's something else about that phrase. There are those who are dark-hearted, who are full of darkness, who have the ability to create chemical warfare, disease. It was even said of COVID that it was created in a bio lab by man on purpose. See, and this is where you have to make up your mind. Are you going to trust God? Are you going to have a scripture that you're going to stand on? Or do you want to be delivered? And I believe literally in these last days, just as God delivered Israel, if you're walking with the Lord, tandem with him, and you, Something is facing you and you believe God can deliver you. I believe beyond a shadow of doubt God will. We've reported on many miracles from first-hand reports of ministries and people who saw them, experienced them, and worked right on the front lines in some of the toughest places on earth to be a Christian. And I'm convinced absolutely That even when the Antichrist comes, there is deliverance. There is a power that you can stand on. Now, you're not going to stop the rule of of the son of darkness. But God's hand is not going to be shortened by any stretch. 
Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, and you will. As a Christian, you will be there on the day of judgment, and you'll see the reward handed out to the wicked as they stand there. Those who have been violated, you know, someone killed you, murdered you, or whatever, you'll be the witness, and you will be there on the day of judgment. And you will see, and this guy who killed you, or did whatever he did, and died in his sins, he will see that you see that he's getting his reward. There comes a day of vengeance, and vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And although today it looks like evil gets away with it, evil does not give away, get away with it. It just looks like it. But see, this is what it says. Why will you only see? You're only going to see with your eyes. You're going to behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, when I'm praying for this property, you know, there are angels stationed round about us in this property. And I repeat this scripture here and another one about the angels of God being around you, the warrior angels. He is our refuge. He is the Most High. He is in whom we have inhabit, and He inhabits us. He is in us. There's a plague coming. There's evil. There's evil in America. There's evil in the world. And you have to trust Him. Stand on the Word. And sometimes evil takes a direct assault at you. It says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I'll set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. <clears throat> Now you can go from that directly to John 15 where he is the vine and we are the branches. Without me you can do nothing, he says. We are in him. See, this in these verses in Psalm 91 is about fellowship, friendship, dedication, discipleship, being with him, being found in him. In the New Testament, John 15 is about that knowing that you are in him. He is the vine. You are the branches. You are in him. You bear fruit. We don't go out to the battle alone. And you have to understand that if you're going into battle, you should be going into battle fasted and prayed up you don't go into battle without your armament nor with the direction should we go on up and fight this battle 
Maybe God doesn't want you to go. I remember a story of the children of Israel. And Moses had them to where they were sending out spies to scope out the enemy. Well, only Joshua and Caleb of the 12 that were sent out had a good report. The rest of them had such a bad report it changed the heart of Israel. and They didn't want to go up, and Moses chastised them for that. Matter of fact, they were blaming Moses and Joshua and Caleb stood there, and they said, well, let us go on up. God will deliver us, but they couldn't persuade the crowd. Finally, the crowd later on said, and this was after God gave Moses to tell them the judgment. Well, they were going to go up and fight him then, if that's what God wanted. Moses said, don't go up. God is not going to be with you. It's done. It's finished. You disobeyed. It's too late. They went up and they got defeated. Moses told him, he says, I ain't going with you. God said not to go. I ain't going. And there's truth when you look at this. Even in the New Testament, there's a place that Paul wanted to go. And the Holy Spirit directed him, no, don't go. Peter was in prison. They were interceding for him in the New Testament. And they were locked in, not only in a prison, but in a cell. And he was chained to guards. <laughs> it's funny when I think about it because why why would I mean why would you do that but at any rate maybe well whatever the angel went in there and the door swung open the chains fell off and he followed the angel out and he thought he was having a dream of of uh, being delivered until he got outside the gate and the angel disappeared and he was free then he said then you know it was then that he realized that God delivered him See, God can do these things, but we in the modern world have decided that he doesn't do these things. And if you're going to make it through what's coming, you have to understand that God is able to do this. He controls that. Our circumstances, even in America, is not determined by Joe Biden and anybody that's with him or by Trump. It's determined by God Almighty, and it's God to whom we owe obeisance or or dedication. It's unto him that we need to know and nobody else. And if this God determines that America is going to continue, it'll continue. If he determines this this uh, nation needs more judgment, he will send more judgment. And he will send more judgment in order to get people awakened, in order to see who will repent. Because he will do it as long as he has to in order to save to the uttermost. Meanwhile, the Christians in this nation will have to go through some things. Because the rain falls on the just and the unjust. But God knows us. We'll be able to get through this. But in the end, we need to know who the God is and who the devil is. And the devil just loves going around telling everybody how much he's won and how powerful darkness is and that you have no hope. You know, the devil, for being condemned to hell and destruction, he shouts loud. He's a liar and a thief, and he loves to shout out lies. 
But one, one of these days, the accuser, the deceiver, is going to be destroyed, and it'll be over. But until that time, he's got a lot of physical minions out here, people that serve him, and they're on the streets. They're in your political establishments. They're, they're governors, they're mayors, they're politicians, they're senators. They're in Congress. They're everywhere. They're in other countries. Principalities and powers, human people that will help bring in the dark one who will follow him and think they're doing good. And it's to that aspect that we need to understand, well, if the Lord's going to reveal secrets, we need to understand that God is no respecter person. That in fact, this God can bring you deliverance. He can give you guidance. He will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. We have a way and we have a God and we have hope. Today we've been discussing the secrets of God and men. When you talk about the secrets of men and the plots of men, they're ongoing. We're always finding out about some of these secrets because there are certain people like Veritas who go undercover at great danger. And they bring you videos like they did of this last one that they did, that, and this was with Antifa. And they found connections to the Biden campaign along with other uh, left-wing power brokers, including Hollywood types and things like that. They found quite, quite a bit of stuff. You know, we're living in those days that there's not going to be any secrets. Everything's going to be revealed. I think for for me I like knowing that God has revealed secrets to us and that he knows he's in charge he knows all he knows he's in charge he knows those who are his he also knows those who are looking for truth and he can redeem them he knows who the wicked are, and he will requite unto them according as their work shall be. There's hope. If you look at the fact that God is in control, it's not you. It's not your politicians. It's God. And your help is through this God. Father, we thank you for your word today and for watching over us and blessing us. Bless those who hear this word whenever they hear it and feed them, direct them, Lord, and guide them and keep them safe in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 
Don't forget to go by warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Check out our websites, listen to the shows, read the articles. We have a lot of various things on our Warren Radio Network, the Watchman Alert Radio Network. That's why we call it Warren Radio. You can listen to us on many different avenues. Don't forget the articles, heavy hitting. Go to our websites, check it out. Read the articles and pass them on to your friends. Help us get the word out. Look to the Lord and, you know, we're not done with with troubles. We've got an election coming. There's a lot of things that could happen, but, you know... I like what the scripture says, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. We don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. We look today. Go outside. While the rest of the world's in turmoil, I can go out here and look around and it's quiet. God is in charge. But there are people today that are facing death daily because of their faith. Pray for them. Be sure to listen to our advocacy program. You'll find all this on our websites with all the directions you need. And all this stuff going on in America, it would be nice if everything would just suddenly quiet down. I truthfully think both sides of the fence, the liberals and non-liberals, get kind of tired of this whole tussle. Matter of fact, I know they do. We know many of them have become disappointed in the Democratic Party and the liberalism and how radical they've gotten. The cure for America is is to repent and go to the Lord and then pray that God will heal this country. But a divided house as America is, a house cannot stand. I've been warning about this stuff for years and years, over two decades, folks. This isn't surprising to me at all. But I can guarantee you it's painful to watch. Be sure to vote. Walk in righteousness. Look unto the Lord. He is our hope, folks. Christianity isn't measured in liberal or conservative. It's measured in Christ. Remember that. Be blessed. Take care. This is the Watchman in Fur Tower. Good day and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.